What's up, everybody, and welcome to Two Old Souls. This is the show where we talk about the movies, the shows, the music, the people, and the memories that keep us young, all in an effort to answer the question that has plagued mankind since Murtaugh met Riggs. Are we too old for this shit? I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me, as always, is Andrew. How'd you like that, Andrew? I love it. I just don't understand the reference. <laughs> Murtaugh and Riggs, man, Lethal Weapon. I'm too old, I'm oh, too old shit. for this shit. I haven't seen Lethal Weapon since I was a kid. That's fine. That's fine. I don't even shit out again. My my first Lethal Weapon. Have I told? I don't. Fuck. I I don't really don't remember if I told this story in here already. But while we're here, why not? So the first Lethal Weapon I ever saw was Lethal Weapon Four uh, with the one with Chris Rock, and uh, that was also my first time, my first exposure to Jet Li. I'm like, oh wow, this guy's like kicking their asses and stuff. Oh, I forgot but, he was in that. But yeah, like I think there's a like the whole thing and the whole thing with Chris Rock is like. His character, he's like a junior detective, right? But then you find he find you find out that he's dating one of uh, Danny Glover's daughters. But then there's a scene where he is, he's he butts heads a lot with uh, what's his face, Joe Pesci in that in that one. Okay. And um, I think there's a part where he like he pulls his gun on him and he asks him for his license and registration and he calls him a leprechaun. But I think he probably also uses the word bitch because it's Chris Rock. So I remember my parents took me to see Lethal Weapon. They took a six year old boy to see Lethal Weapon four. And then the next day, my mom had, uh, it was like a company picnic thing at Six Flags when it was still Six Flags. The, 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 what was it called before, man? See? Marine World? Marine World, yeah. So, geez, yeah, Six Flags, Marine World. That's we what in, I knew it as. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you want to go to Marine World? Yeah, this was like 98, so it was def- 98, 97, yeah. so it was definitely still Marine World. So we were on one of those charter buses, right, with, uh, with like a bathroom in the back. Oh, sick. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, been yeah. on one of those before. Oh, I went on one of those constantly for like band trips and stuff, but... <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, who was I talking? I feel like maybe I was sitting next to, like, another kid, uh, one of my mom's coworkers' kids, and I was maybe telling them, like, yeah, I saw this movie last night, and I said I was directly <laughs> quoted Chris Rock. I was like, show me your license and registration, bitch, or something along those lines. And then my dad immediately, like, short of pulling me by the ear, he kind of heard me, caught me, and walked me to into the small little bathroom stall and basically was like you can't say that out loud like we took you to see that movie but you can't say this out loud <laughs> oh that's tremendous yeah shout out to danny, to danny glover too uh, sf, SF, Francisco, Sta- SF yeah. state alumni yes and uh this was uh just slightly on brand a little bit but you know with with us kind of rebooting the show and whatnot i just wanted to bring this up have you did you ever watch that sh- uh, the show the brothers garcia on nickelodeon you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'll one-up you and ask you, have you ever watched My Brother and Me? Yes, of course. I've, Alfie <laughs> okay, and Didi, dude. Alfie and Didi Parker <laughs> and Goo. That's all on YouTube, episode, isn't it? Yeah, I just remember the episode with the bully. Hit me. <laughs> hit me. Hit me. <laughs> he fucking hits him. I just remember the movie. I remember the episode where uh, Didi, what's the name of the money? The rapper, like Dr. Money or something like that. With and the haircut. Like, he, gets, he gets the haircut. Yeah. Like, There's no Z in Didi. <laughs> yeah that was funny dude that show was like that show was only a season but they like they managed to somehow set up like five catchphrases in that uh, and show and their fucking theme song was dope yeah um I, what, mm-hmm. what about the brothers garcia uh they're rebooting the brothers garcia or like not no. rebooting they're i mean i mean not rebooting like sequel sequel seriesing it like, so they're they like bringing it they're bringing yeah, everybody looks exactly the same though like <laughs> I didn't really watch the show. Yeah, my mom and I used to watch it every Sunday. Like, I don't know why I think, yeah, for some reason, maybe, well, it also ties in because, you know, it was sort of like a one, you know, it was kind of a wonder years because you had John Leguizamo narrating, 
like as yeah. he's his older self. It was self. a good show. It I was, just always yeah. missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of those Sunday yeah. evening Nickelodeon shows, do you remember uh, Caitlin's Way? Oh my God! I only saw a couple episodes of that, but <laughs> I think I was I was too young to appreciate it. I'm like, this girl's bad. She's doing bad things, and like, why should I care that she's in stuck in Montana? <laughs> yeah, I I tried watching. I watched like the first two episodes, but Caitlyn you know, just one of those things. Dude, the 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 degrees of separ the degrees of separation just keep coming. Caitlyn. She was like the female lead in uh in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. If you remember like Oh shit. She's like there this new girl moves next door and she's like all she's like a tech nerd and whatever that's, has all that's these her? like Yeah, that's her. That was her. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah see what we do? Well, that's how we roll. But anyway, yeah, like just going in and watch out for This is still going to happen. I'm still going to finish the show cuz we need to do uh Corey v Kevin dawn of coming of age yes yeah see. we do yeah, yeah that's gonna be the show the matchup of the century right there <laughs> the savage brothers just awesome. for, for yeah. those for you wondering what the hell that means yeah so blood, yeah we can call it bloody savages <laughs> <laughs> you should have boards in them bloody oh savage yeah there's also there's a hulu documentary called suburban suburban yeah. savages oh my god that is the so nuclear metal. fam the nuclear savages <laughs> nuclear meltdown suburban savage bloody suburban savages i like that yeah okay yeah but that's coming dude i'm i'm so stoked off that off the off the uh, title alone and yeah there's a hulu documentary on like the sort of golden age of nickelodeon i want to watch too called the orange years okay on there yeah so, are they gonna mention how spongebob ruined it i i don't i think it depends on how far <laughs> they go because i think they like they sort of shoot they go from like the 80s when it started in canada mm-hmm. And then I think they probably take it at least through like Snick, so they talk okay. to a lot of like OG all that cast members and stuff. Nice. Like I think even Keenan was interviewed, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So anyway, in that spirit of this new, slightly more structured <laughs> format we're going into with the show, yeah. What are you? What are we talking about today, Mister Andrew? Tell the people. Well, um, we decided to highlight some of our role models uh growing up childhood yeah childhood role models what's the cutout are we going kids menu again for this like 12 and under that's what i was doing yeah or just up to at least yeah Yeah. after 13 i i would i was gonna highlight the ones that have stuck with me more yeah but yeah i was gonna focus on like 8 to 13 era of my life but um I focus more on like celebrity status more than personal life just oh yeah sure that's no one's gonna really know who i'm talking about yeah or I mean, I'm sure they would care if they knew me, but mm-hmm. just for the sake of um, the post office, that's a hard. <laughs> the guys who work at the post office, that's a hard job. Look at me, ice cream man, mm-hmm. jolly ollie man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll check. I figure we'll just go kind of back and forth as we always do, and yeah, definitely in the spirit of are we too old for this shit? Say like you know, like I would say just we can talk a little bit about what our relationship is with these people or characters or whatever fictional characters now, and yeah. if yeah, if if that has changed at all to what degree and yeah i think i think we're good there i um i chose i have like four yeah folks i want to like talk about yeah how many did you i think i mean i kind of went i overshot it just a little bit i mean there's definitely a couple people i can say more speak more to so i'll focus more on them but yeah it and some people might some other things might just come up in the course of this conversation but yeah i'm i think i can confidently talk about maybe say three of these people cool yeah Yeah. so but then i got i got my honorable mentions for sure Mm. yeah nice all right why don't you kick it off so i'm gonna end with the ones that have like stuck with me 
more. So I'll go. Oh with yeah, like, maybe we can. Yeah, so maybe reverse it. Yeah, yeah kind of the honorable. So like the I'll maybe I'll go in order. Okay. Maybe I'll go in order from like influence. I'll say like I'll start off with uh, Bruce Lee. Oh nice. Um, okay. When did you? Really, how were how were you hip to him as a kid? Did your dad like expose you to his stuff or? Yeah, um, my dad. Well, I saw it on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his movies, like on AMC, because they would show all the older older mm-hmm. flicks, and it was they're showing Into the Dragon one day, and then um, I got into that. I was also taking karate at the time, so I was kind of introduced to him as I was getting into martial arts, and, and I've always liked martial arts shit back then. Everything I liked was like ninjas, violent. Or, Power Rangers, yeah, Power Rangers, yeah. Mortal Kombat, fighting games. But mm-hmm. you know, like Bruce Lee stuck with me because of the other side of martial arts, like the, like there's like a showmanship to what what we see on the movies, but there's also like the philosophy and yeah. Um, he was a philosophy. He was a philosophy major in college, so he right. really brought those together. And I didn't know any of that mm-hmm. until I saw the that that dragon. <laughs> you know, I, was, like, I was hoping you were gonna bring that up. I'm no bastard. I'm Bruce Lee. I love that movie. Like. <laughs> As corny as that was, you know, like I saw that after the, his actual movie, so it got mm-hmm. me into like learning about him. And uh, you know, in, in school, I did a report on Bruce Lee, and it was it made me learn more about like how his upbringing, how he was born out here in mm-hmm. San Francisco, and really kind of like started out his whole his whole situation out here, and then went back home and mm-hmm. um, made his career out there. So I, I guess like he stuck with me because of the impact he's left like on on the world. I'll start with that. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Be water, my friend. Yeah, there's on so that. many things mm-hmm. about Bruce Lee. Uh, but yeah, mainly the philosophy, just because that was what was being taught to me. Like at mm-hmm. uh, when you're taking karate too, like, <clears throat> and he didn't teach karate, but when I was taking martial arts, so yeah. like, they all looked up to Bruce Lee as well. So mm-hmm. you know, when there's times for meditation before and after a yeah. lesson, so you'd like have to sit and clear your mind before you take in the stuff they're about to teach you. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is about balance. You know, like I can't yeah. remember how many times they'd make me stand on one foot and like do little exercises. So like, mm-hmm. or do planks or pushups or oh, just like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, certain fitness things that you have to establish before you could do these maneuvers. And a lot of that takes uh, mindfulness and a yeah. lot of, uh, you need a clear head to, to process that information and mm-hmm. and when you watch bruce lee in his interviews he like kind of reinforces that with like a way of life mm-hmm. on the side of just um being a performer and, and being a karate or not karate, martial arts expert yeah know? or just a martial arts like philosopher like it's funny yeah. you bring that up because like you know i understand that jeet kundo you know the style that he developed and pioneered himself how that is such there's like a one-to-one line between like that and mma and it's just mm-hmm. kind of like we don't really have a he seemed like a person who was sort of like one of a kind of one of a kind in terms of using his platform to really using a platform to really push that because I feel like a lot of the there's not really people like that as much now like kind of in these like prominent mainstream martial arts like circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's yeah, a big it, void that's been left in in that wake. I mean, just the way he performed too, just the subtleness of everything. Mm-hmm. We could talk about that all day. Is like theater students, you know, mm-hmm. like just his the facial expressions, the the body movements. Like mm-hmm. you look at a lot of those older martial arts films, they're all flying all over the place. They're doing all these elaborate yeah. clips and tricks, but mm-hmm. he could do a single punch and like the way he just uh, the physicality it, of it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It overshadows any. It, it 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 made a statement. It leaves an impact, yeah. and yeah. so like it. it you see all the pictures that they make mm-hmm. of him, and mm-hmm. so it's um yeah big influence. So uh, Bruce Lee, or, like so Bruce Lee or Frank Dukes? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Is Ooh. it Dukes or Ducks? I don't even know. Frank Dukes. 
I go Bruce Lee. Yeah, I know. I, I go Jean Claude Van Damme version of Frank Dukes for okay, entertainment sure. any Very, day. Of course, of course. Oh man, Bloodsport. That's like one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Mainly for the soundtrack, I think. Oh yeah, the score absolutely. is amazing. Eighties mm-hmm. synths and yeah, melodies and. So that was Bruce Lee was kind of uh, again you're kind of going from bottom to top ish. Is that how you're going with your? Yeah, earlier ages. It was oh, earlier one age. of the yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the more like first times i found something that yeah. i liked yeah, based yeah, yeah. on my interests and yeah and dove into uh-huh. and um that was like one of the first things that was like me mm-hmm. finding something that my parents or someone didn't introduce to me oh okay so, right on, yeah. Right on. Mm-hmm. yeah sweet now i want to watch dragon the bruce lee story shit i have that on blu-ray so <laughs> did you see birth of the dragon just a slight side note we don't have to talk too much about that but no but this will tie into later yeah. but i know that's a wwe studios yes film. yes it is and it, it makes all the sense in the world with yeah. that with that kind of context you know yeah I think I, they were shooting that. In the, I think they were shooting some of that in the city when we were working together. I remember hearing you, you about it. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to yeah. shoot it out, some of it out here. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but yeah, Dragon the Bruce Lee story is the definitive Bruce Lee fan fiction biopic. <laughs> what else was What else was that guy in? He was in something like Wait, Jason Scott Lee. Yeah. I mean, freaking the Jungle Book, uh, like the live action Jungle Book. Was uh she the chick from Game of Thrones? He was in he's in Back to the Future two. Uh, he's in. Okay, that might have been where I saw him. I was like, hey, that's yeah, a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah that's Bruce Those Lee. boards don't work on water unless you got power. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's in a Time Cop sequel. I want to say. I think okay. he's yeah, like a straight to straight to video Time Cop sequel. He's in Balls of Fury, Mulan, the live action Mulan that just came out. He's in Lilo okay. and Stitch. So he's got like a pretty, but yeah, he seems like a really yeah. chill dude. Like he's Hawaiian. At a certain point, he just kind of, yeah, left acting and just to start a farm in Hawaii. And, you know, mm. yeah. he, he uh, did Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of back in the game now after after being in uh, that Mulan remake. So, mm. yeah. Okay. But Jason Cotley, solid dude. Yeah. Great dishwasher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. <laughs> Oh, there's another dragon, the Bruce Lee. Uh, there's another connection for one of these people to me, but we'll get there. No, I'm I'm just gonna like yeah, I'm I'm keeping that in my back pocket. All right. So for me, yeah, just early age. This is gonna come to surprise no of nobody who knows me well enough. And I talked about this person at length in a previous episode um, with our uh, favorite childhood albums. But yeah, man, uh, goes without saying, one of my childhood heroes, hands down, absolutely, was the king of pop himself, Mr. Michael Joseph Jackson. Mm. So, yeah, you know, I talked plenty with you about how so many of my earliest musical memories were really tied to him and how much of an impact and influence his bad album had on me growing up. <laughs> you know, I was obsessed with Smooth Criminal. Again, feel free to refer back to that episode um, to hear me just go on and on about that always trying to imitate like the anti-gravity lean and stuff wearing holes in my socks trying to like moonwalk on the carpet and and, and everything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. i even had i even <laughs> had like a little fedora as a kid like a little black fedora so i was trying to like imitate billy jean and shit yeah and i had we had a vhs of uh he did a live concert uh that was televised on hbo uh in budapest or not budapest bucharest yeah i just remember like this sea of people like he would do this thing this this was the part of his career where 
like a gong would go off or not a gong like a church like church bells would go off like a clock mm -hmm. and then you'd hear the sound of a this is before the show even actually starts um you'd hear the sound of a jaguar like that stock jaguar sound we've all heard when you were kids that like that like you know what i'm talking about like okay yeah, and yeah. then he would toaster like the he patented this he patented this mechanism like a trap hydraulic trap door platform thing that would literally pop him out from under the stage and he would just oh, he just okay. he just stand there yeah. have you like if you've never seen this it's I've like seen that. yeah it's the dope is like he'll stand there perfectly still and kind of his like power pose power stance pose thing for what felt feels like two straight minutes without doing anything and then he slowly reaches up and takes off his sunglasses and then the crowd just loses their shit even more and i was just like that's the, this is the most badass thing i've ever seen as a five-year-old um of course yeah so i watched the hell out of that tape for sure i guess that was and again yeah it was really tough to so many of my i've always i always kind of felt growing up that like my interests were like almost entirely my own so whenever i found people who had like who were into the same things as me, I got really, really excited. I never really got that with Michael Jackson, though, just because, like, mm -hmm. we were growing up when in... We grew up when all of the, the bad press and the scandals and the controversies were sort of at the all-time high for him. So I felt very much like that I had to compartmentalize my fandom of him and, and everything. So that was really yeah. tough. Yeah, that's... um, Yeah. That's, that's like a... I, I kind of relate to that with one of my picks, but I'll get to that after. Yeah. Like, I just I just remember that to, to get kind of mm -hmm. into that. Okay. Yeah. So I had to really, yeah, I really had to keep it on, just keep it to myself, you know? Like, I'd, um, because, yeah, like, I grew up with a, I, w I didn't, I wasn't crazy about a lot of the other boys I was growing up around, you know? And there mm -hmm. was just a lot of homophobia and, and, like, gay jokes and being thrown around and everything like that. So, again, the, that was the height of the molestation jokes and, and the, you know, the gay jokes and whatever. And, you know, I like, I mean, I, I thought that South Park episode where they, where him and Cartman became friends was like funny enough and everything. But yeah, when he, after he died, like, like I said, I just really sort of rekindled and everything. And it kind of comes and goes. I have my phases where I'm really listening to him a lot or like watching mm -hmm. live footage or videos. But yeah, as far as just like artists go, you, you really have to, I don't, you really have to respect it. And like, I can't imagine that you know it's hard to argue against it and there's always of course it's it's unfortunate that he's always been mired in so much like controversy so it does sometimes mm. make it hard to does sometimes make it hard to just enjoy the work just enjoy him as a performer as an entertainer on his own terms but yeah when i go back in i'm like yeah this 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 holds up like there's a reason i've been like blasting this on you know for in my private moments since i was yeah. you know six and or seven we, we kind of have to like realize too that the hate of my like people that hate michael jackson is still like a very small group of people compared to like yeah. you know people that were going the, to see his shows yeah. like yeah i don't even think there's that many people that hate him that mm -hmm. i don't even think it's like a fraction of like what he sold you know like oh yeah for sure it's very irrelevant mm -hmm. to like i guess the legacy he left behind and mm -hmm. um that's just part of being an, like you know like you said a really big artist and um he was an easy target, so they're like yeah. when those things happen, it's easier just to pile yeah. it on. And that's a good point. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it it is unfortunate, but the, his what he left behind is gonna last because absolutely it has and it keeps yeah. going. And people Thank you still for the Thriller like... T-shirt, by the way. It's very oh, comfortable. Yeah. It's a great. It's, <laughs> it's a great shirt. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty thick. So I just realized I don't have. I have five names. That's that fine. I that's chose. fine. So if like, we're not entirely um, balanced, it's all good. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Should I go next? Yeah. Or go should ahead. I go now? Okay. So if we're going in order of like age, then next would be um probably The Rock, mm. Dwayne Johnson. Right on. Okay. Um, very similar to Bruce Lee. Like to me, like as far as the presentation of his performance would go in 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 wrestling, like just a quick comparison would be like his move set isn't very like spectacular, Flashy. but he's a he knows how to do it at the right moments and. <clears throat> sell shit for the crowd and, and be entertaining and he was just always a fun dude to watch he was always kind of when he was like a good guy on the tv he would be like an underdog and then mm-hmm. when he was a bad guy he would just you just want to be like him so so did he kind of switch just depending on the match or did, uh, were, were so there kind of eras like to his storylines yeah, yeah, yeah so, okay. so the storyline would be like you know you're you're a bad guy for x amount of months and then mm. there's something that you do to become good again right. so like you, it just depends on how you're set up and how you interact with the crowd yeah and how it fits into the story mm-hmm. so most of his career i think he was mainly a bad guy but yeah. when he became like a, a quote baby face like that's when he kind of blew up so mm-hmm. it's um because you're, you're essentially the same person you're just on a different you're just you're opposing positions to fight for something different but you're like the same character so mm-hmm. you, you just you, you tweak it a little bit and it's all that matters how you engage with the crowd, and he was like the best at um, doing that when yeah. he was there. So and there's a reason he's like the modern day equivalent of like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? probably maybe even Will Smith. Or yeah, know? Will Smith too. Yeah, and yeah, for sure, kind of those two put together. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he was just he was just like he he crossed over like something that I liked from he helped cross over that stuff into more of a mainstream pocket. Rather, mm-hmm. I mean, it was always I think wrestling as far as Vince McMahon goes has always been pretty much mainstream. Mm-hmm. But the Rock made that more, you know, he impacted it a lot more, and it was mm-hmm. always cool. Like it just that kind of that character to me was always fun to watch. I'm mm-hmm. not like the biggest Dwayne Johnson fan, but like at the same time, he's an influential guy. Like mm-hmm. he made that character work. If was anyone else that was that character? It wouldn't have mm-hmm. wouldn't have worked. So, mm-hmm. um, and he's local. He was, I think he was born in Hayward. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, and his like uh, Tom, family. It's like him and Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hayward, and like, Hayward's favorite sons. You know, I've, and on, and being out here, you know, like there's there's that whole Samoan wrestling family, and like you see a lot of them out here in the independent scene. Like, mm-hmm. So they still they're still pretty local. Like the the they're like that bloodline runs pretty deep. So you get to see like his family members, like extended family members, out here locally. Oh, that's and, cool. Wow, I never. And hopefully they. About that. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty mm-hmm. uh, pretty interesting um yeah aspect. So it sounds like you know. I'm curious, like, so what did you think just in terms of, yeah, that transition, that mainstream, like, what did you think when he first started popping into movies, like, when Scorpion King was, it like, I'm trying to think of, like, his earliest stuff, like, Scorpion King, The uh, Walking Tall, uh, what was that I movie he did? probably... What, the Rundown with Sean William Scott, rundown. like, that stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, I think what propelled it was the SNL appearance. Oh, like, that's right. The year, yeah. the year prior to that. Yeah. And, um, but you could kind of see it, like, it's, yeah. it was kind of destined for him to, like, switch over from mm-hmm. like the carnival to to the main to the big right. stage to the bigger carnival <laughs> yeah but yeah just he was just like a character like that was i thought transcended like the the genre that he was in so i was like uh-huh. it was pretty cool it's one of those those uh i guess like how you like michael jackson mm-hmm. it was like that for me for like i guess a sport or a wrestling mm-hmm. or some kind of entertainment that transcended sure like, sure like that, so. yeah like the transcendent figures absolutely for sure mm-hmm. When did he first, like, really kind of come into the scene? I mean, I remember hearing about him when I was in, like, kindergarten. I was, like, being babysat at this random house, and the kids there were yeah. always trying to watch wrestling. So, for me, I was, he like, was... 97, 98 was when I first, like, heard about yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he had debuted in 96, like, late 96. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. he really came into it around, nine, like, mid-98, 99 yeah. was when he really started, like, breaking out. 
Uh-huh. And then 2000, he just kind of skyrocketed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, and then he just, like, kind of faded out. He phased himself out of wrestling, and mm-hmm. he, like, worked with a lot of new talent. You know, he did, he did a lot for newer folks, too. He didn't just always mm-hmm. come in and, like, steal the show as a part-timer. Like, mm-hmm. you get the bigger spot, but that bigger spot means more money for everyone else yeah so it's like it's, it's a you, you realize like how big he was when he gets to come back and just be like a main eventer and so. it's just like yeah it's this like oh shit it's you know it's like a cultural event yeah absolutely you know absolutely so that, that's the cool part about it. like he has a long-lasting legacy and his career in wrestling was only like five years like the run he had was only like five years uh-huh and most people are like you know, still kind ten, of yeah i was gonna say yeah. there's like the undertaker was is still kind of around right people like that yeah he just retired okay that's right that's right <laughs> but yeah no, but he was doing stuff as late as wrestlemania last year mm-hmm. 2020 so mm-hmm. yeah this is it was like a um it was a character that i just like always wanted to be like mm-hmm. the way he just interacted with like the other characters on the show mm-hmm. it was fun it really i think it really like um influenced my interest in theater in high school like I watching that. Yeah, watching pageant, that the pageantry kinda, and stuff yeah, yeah. And you really got to sell that performance and i was wondering like do they make these, do professional wrestlers have to take, like, improv classes and shit? Like, or, like, do they, I'm wondering how much it, of the banter is, like, scripted or if they're just, like, nowadays they playing do off since, each other's characters. Yeah. yeah. Since, like, I think, at least as far as WWE goes, they go out and, like, find people to bring to their performance center mm-hmm. to recruit. So, like, mm-hmm. they may just have athletic background. But then when you see, like, stars on the show that aren't very good and they take some time off and they come back and they just have like a different demeanor like mm-hmm. okay they probably mm-hmm. went to go take some classes yeah, while they were <laughs> while they were injured or something right, you know, right, like, right, right. cuz they just come back better yeah. so it's um Everybody's i think getting, they definitely everybody gets rebooted now. so yeah, yeah. I like they that. definitely invest yeah. or they should be doing it with by themselves if they aren't yeah. you know so it's my number cool yeah i was i got into that like around 9 years old mm-hmm. like third third fourth grade mm-hmm. around that time Mm-hmm. So my next, my my next pick. Uh, this person's been a, was a huge fixture. I would say between the ages of maybe four, but really like four was when I first ex- was exposed to him. And I want to say between third and third and say sixth grade was kind of the height of my sort of obsession. Uh, with mm. him just as a fan. So, yeah, my next person, my next pick, my next childhood hero is uh, is uh, Jim Carrey. And I would mm. say, honestly, like, yeah, we're drawing all these, like, Michael Jackson comparisons. It's a good choice. Like, yeah. this dude, like, Michael, Jim Carrey is going to go out on a limb. This, like, stay with me here, people. I want to say he was pretty <laughs> much the Michael Jackson of comedians. Just in terms of things that are his and his alone, like his the vocal mannerisms, the catchphrases, and, like, the physicality and, and stuff, like, in terms of really, like, out there broad comedians and stuff. Like, I don't – I'm not putting it – I'm not – like, I'm not talking about, like, stand-ups because, like, that's a whole other conversation. But just as a, like, performer and in – He's doing crazy shit with his face and his body and like all, every pretty much every movie that he was in and just it's just a magnetic thing to watch. My first uh, my first thing I ever saw him in was Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. I didn't even know there was a, a first Ace Ventura until I was say <laughs> nine years old or something. So yeah, that was I remember that's when I was living in Glendale at the time and I went with my family, my parents and my grandparents to see that again continuing this trend of my family taking me to see tons of movies that I shouldn't have been watching at the Chinese theater. And I just remember, yeah, him like him coming out of the rhino's butt, the rhino robot thing, mm-hmm. and uh, him running around the 
running around the forest uh, with the tranquilizer guns in his arms, just like <laughs> flailing around. And when I try to do that now, it really, really hurts my arms. But yeah, it's just like what's for me, it's just kind of like what's not to love. Like, yeah, it's, it's really obnoxious and there's nothing subtle about it, but it just makes me laugh, man. And like there's really a there's really a Jim Carrey movie for whatever mood you're in, dude. Like, yeah, he's yeah. really made some yeah. like really good movies too mm-hmm. later on. Yeah, as like far as Truman like Show, Eternal Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine yeah. especially. Yeah, um, and um, you can't forget Dumb and Dumber either. Absolutely, like, he yeah. he was the smart one. At, or okay, you think? Wait, you think know. Lloyd he, was smarter? I feel like Harry was the smarter one, or at least more rational. It, like, I feel like Lloyd was more um, <clears throat> devious. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. So, like, he, and like yeah. that doesn't. I, I think that takes a lot of brains. Okay, cunning. To, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was more conniving and yeah. maybe a little more crafty. Yeah, I think maybe Harry had uh, some more common sense. Yeah, I don't know. Harry was. But no, sure. Lloyd. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Talking about. We get into that different times. Austria, Austria. Good night, mate. <laughs> Put another shrimp on the bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, so the dragon connection. Yeah, is that him and bruce lee both had there you go they were both connected by uh lauren (laughs) holly (laughs) but jim carrey was actually married to her for a time i think so Mm. yeah but yeah in fifth did i tell you my dumb and dumber story from the fifth grade no so i was just renting dumb and dumber i'd rented dumb and dumber multiple times from uh california super video uh in pacifica and the we had a we had a homework assignment in fifth grade and the teacher basically said just told us to take our favorite movie or whatever and write a review of it. And like, here's what you do with a review. You say what you, you give a brief summary. You say what you liked about it and what you didn't like about it. And the, so the, the bounds for the review or for the assignment were pretty, you know, it wasn't too ambitious. It was, and everybody fucking at the, I swear to God, I felt bad for as much as I hated my fifth grade teacher, Miss Axtell, because she was super mean. Um, I got really shortchanged because there was only two possible teachers and I got the mean one. But anyway, I I did feel bad for her because she must have had to grade conservatively 10 to 12 papers, 10 to 12 different reviews of fifth graders writing about why they loved the movie Like Mike so much because it had just come out. (laughs) um, I was like... They were like going around like comparing notes. Uh, you guys all watched the same movie. You oh probably all God. have the exact same thing to say about it. So me again, fan- fancying myself a bit of a, a bit of an outcast amongst my peers, I was like, okay, forget all of y'all. Uh, I decide I did I reviewed Dumb and Dumber, but it wasn't nice, so much nice. a review as I went way over the, like the page limit or the word count or whatever it was, and I just turned in like. So, like several semi crumpled sheets of binder paper in which I basically just wrote down the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> like, um, I'm pretty sure I passed the assignment, but yeah, it was nice. I wish I still had that. I wish I still had that somewhere. Cal- California Super Video, where yeah. was that? Uh, it was in the Lindemar Shopping Center. So I think it changed. So I think when I was a kid, it was on the safe. When I was younger, it was on the Safeway side originally. And then it was like right next to the Safeway, and then I think they switched to the other side of the, they switched to the other side of the shopping center when the Ross came in. Okay, so it was it's on, on the, the same. It it's on there. the Starbucks side next to the Chinese restaurant and the, and the uh, L and L and everything like that. Okay. Yeah, and then fifth, fifth, sixth grade, I got super into, like. I was watching Liar Liar a lot for some reason, and that's a really yeah. good one. Yeah, that's, I think that might be my favorite, favorite ones. That's Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, 
like as far as him being like the solo lead mm -hmm. or like the main character mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a really good one. Oh like, man you don't know love for justin cooper as far i was just gonna say like just the bowl cut man like, it's, I, the, it's the kid I, from I uh, he was in boy meets world when uh eric dates the, uh, the lady with the kid he's better than justin from power rangers turbo <laughs> you don't need a you license to it. drive a zord gotta do a top five bowl cut <laughs> top top oh i can do that i got yeah we can so, but already the top two, I don't know, it's going to be for me already. I already know it's going to be JTT. No, no, no. He didn't have a bowl cut. It was like a, it was like a part. It was like a Sean Hunter. Okay. That's a different thing. For I was going to say for me, it's either a toss up between Justin Cooper and Alex D. Linz from a Home Alone 3. Okay. But that's another conversation. Like kids, yes. I wish I was growing <laughs> up. <laughs> JTT's up there though. Shit, man. I love Man of the House. That's a good movie. That's before I realized. Chevy Chase was an asshole, but... Uh, what did he do? No, I don't know. Apparently, like, he was just... Was always, like, a shit disturber. Like... Okay. Notoriously difficult to work with. Like, he was, like, apparently really misogynistic, even by, like, 1970s standards <laughs> um, in SNL. Mm. But, yeah. So anyway, that's Jim Carrey. And, yeah, I just want to watch some Jim Carrey flicks right about now. I'm actually recovering from a bad sexual episode <laughs> last night, <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> oh, don't get... What happens to the best of us? It's like it's gonna happen more. You're you're getting older. It's gonna happen more. I don't even you're, like you're, her. I just thought it would help my career by making her squeal. <laughs> uh, and that was great. All right, moving on. I kind of want to combine mm -hmm. these two because it was around the same around the same mm -hmm. time. So I'll do it in order. So mm -hmm. it would be a uh, Barry Bonds and Tupac were big influences. Okay. For me, yeah. Um, Barry Bonds, just because like I played baseball and um he was the best. At playing baseball and uh he kind of ch he changed the game in a lot of ways from my in my point of view from like the way people want to see home runs and the way to the way people like the players dress now like the players wear baggy clothes now and it comes from barry bonds wearing baggy clothes people work people uh like all the wristbands all the endorsements like that's all oh really the, the, the okay. high the high uh -huh. contracts you uh -huh. know like barry bonds at the time mm -hmm. when he came here was the highest paid player in baseball sure yeah like he he's a big reason why the giants are still in san francisco like with the new ownership like mm -hmm. the first thing that they did was get a big player because mm -hmm. um, they could be in florida right now like they could be in tampa bay mm -hmm. for all, like and that's like a big thing that i don't think new giants fans know is and like with his success here he helped get that new ballpark built yeah yeah, yeah. so like pack, pack bell remember pacific yeah remember pack bell. yeah yeah and um oracle park for for mm -hmm. those of us and um yeah, for like however you feel about him, <clears throat> he's a big reason yeah. why like that mm -hmm. ballpark is here and why mm -hmm. the Giants are as successful as they are mm -hmm. today. So, um, and he changed the game in that aspect. Aside from mm -hmm. just pl his numbers, right, um, right, right. And yeah. if you want to break down the numbers, like I could easily have, I could, I would love to have like that talk with somebody, like whoever wants to talk about baseball. Like we could look at the numbers that get overlooked in his career that mm -hmm. we don't take into account. So, mm -hmm. big influence. Uh, and he does a lot of good stuff now. He does a lot of charity work now that doesn't really get the public oh, nice. eye. But since, you know, I follow him on social media, <laughs> sure. you see him like, oh, I'm here in Napa with the this food organization or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, just different places doing oh, good for him. different work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's a local guy, too, uh, from the Bay Area. Right. San Francisco. And I think he was born in San Carlos, but mm -hmm. no. Um, and then Tupac like obviously just music you know, like making music now like he was a big influence on like why i wanted to make music similar to more similar to like why you like michael jackson you know like just 
everything I saw him do was just fucking sick. But this is more of me, like, as a teenager, like, 12, sure. 13. Yeah, just eating it um, It was very anti, like, what, like, you learn in a school setting, mm-hmm. you know? And it's also represent- it's representative to what you actually see socially, too. Like, oh, yeah, sure. He, what he talks about is stuff you actually see um, in your city environment. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it felt like, like, it was the first time I listened to someone, I felt like they were talking to me through music. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's a big, it's a big part of it. And like his movies, his acting skills were great. Um, yeah. So he was actually a solid actor. I don't think I've actually ever seen him, any of his acting roles. You should, yeah, you should check it out. You'd um, enjoy, I think well, you'd like enjoy like Poetic it. Justice or something or. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Um, Juice is probably the, that's like the breakout one. Uh-huh. Um, people like Above the Rim. I like Gridlocked. That's a really good one because it's like a dark comedy. Mm. But um, mm-hmm. I could I could like send you a list of ones I'd I'd recommend mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah, and then like his overlasting effect on the world, like the the social commentary he provides, and mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that you uh, it, it ages well. It, it's it's very before he's very before his time. But at the same time too, like I'm 30 now and I'm older than he was when oh, he that's died. A good point. So he's How 25. Old Only he was 25. 25. Jesus. Yeah. It's wow. so like it's it's kind of a catch twenty two because you look at it like wow that was, he did a lot of great things and said a lot of like profound stuff uh-huh. at that age but also some of the behavior you look at and it's like okay like I'm not like I'm older than that like I don't like that's something I don't look up to anymore like the way he's sometimes you would think someone's acting and that's like that's everything with all the role models that we have like that's true yeah um, certain stuff just doesn't do it for us the same way that yeah. it used to or whatever yeah yeah and like he didn't he didn't he, we didn't get the like the privilege to see him like like oh yeah i messed up but like he but he would say in his interviews like oh yeah i fucked up there i wish someone helped me mm-hmm. it's like sometimes you would see that but you know it's not <laughs> a, like he did so much in that short time that a lot of that gets overlooked to where we just talk about like um, the negative things that he was saying on the radio or mm-hmm. the, the records he was making. Mm-hmm. Um, they focus on the bad ones because it's a lot of that was that's a lot of what sold the record sold his yeah. stuff too. It's easier so. to it, yeah, that's what gets attention. That's what sells. Yeah. One a lot way of con- or the other. It was very controversial. So mm-hmm. like I, that's why I kind of put those two together, Barry Bonds mm-hmm. and Tupac, because they're very very controversial figures. But yeah, like they definitely more positively changed like the landscape their respective their respective yeah. games yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the all their peers and like love them and the fans mm-hmm. i think like understand what it is but a lot of them mm-hmm. take a more of a political stance on it so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least yeah, at the time. yeah so actually how was that in yeah. terms of barry bonds like i remember because I, I think i grew up i grew up around a lot of kids who like baseball I'd, i wasn't really into it as much mm-hmm. but yeah, like so when it came to light that uh like how long was he so he was he was in fact like doping, right? Like was that See, that's not even or is like, it still that's disputed? Not even for sure. It's Oh, for real? He, he oh. never had a positive test. It's more of like yeah. these so, reporters found Oh, okay. They were interviewing people and they were mm-hmm. finding like connections like the like his trainer uh mm, okay. got busted for mm-hmm. helping for like distributing steroids mm-hmm. to people so like oh you must have done it for him and oh i see so they use okay. like vague tape recordings they never yeah. mentioned his name Just grasping at straws and shit yeah okay. um doctor notes that aren't really legible they might okay. say like it might say number 25 on it for like mm-hmm. might, oh that must represent barry bonds right oh interesting. and the stuff that like he did use he did admit to use using it was like a cream that you put mm-hmm. on your skin mm-hmm. so it's like okay so he had, he said he did that so mm-hmm. i don't see what he's lying about or you know it's just a lot of um i think it's i think it's a lot of racism to be honest mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just just the the landscape of it of the of the time 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's oh eight, oh seven. Yeah. I mean, did Not he have his? Ago. Did he have like record? Did he have records stripped from him or anything like that? No. Or, no. They he still didn't. they still use his. They still post stuff about him. Like they okay. they honor like the anniversaries. Yeah. They like yeah. Every every off season they'll put up random Barry yeah. Bonds clips to get their views up because yeah. no one's watching baseball anymore. That's true. So, like, that's true. He provide like it just to me it um he just was just like a villain in baseball. Like mm-hmm. even when he was chasing the record, if if mm-hmm. it was so bad, no one would have mm-hmm. wanted to go watch it. Like he sold out visitor stadiums because wow. like at times mm-hmm. that they didn't want to watch their own team. Right, <laughs> they'd go there right. to boo. Him. But sure. They'd, okay. they'd applaud when he hit the home run, but then uh-huh. they'd realize it, like, then they start booing him. But, like, die, you know. die a hero or live long enough to yeah. <laughs> become the villain. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, he's still sit, he's still putting money in your in your organization. That's like, true. you know, he just mm-hmm. kind of got blackballed because of mm-hmm. the, the baggage. Oh, and, interesting. Damn. And he, he had like a case open at the time when he was still playing. Uh-huh. Like, I think they had, I think that's what it, maybe it happened after he played, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's a, uh, it's just part of it. It's just controversy. Yeah. Which, it's not, not really based on much, which is most controversial. Yeah, that's things. true. So. That's true. People out here so getting... Yeah, feel, before, yeah. cancel, can, before canceling was a word, people, <laughs> people have always been trying to get canceled and shit. Yeah. It's always the most influential yeah. people. Like yeah. like I said, Barry Bonds had an influence on like just the, the whole game. And mm-hmm. you know, Tupac had an influence on the world. People started dressing yeah, like yeah. him. Rappers started shaving their mm-hmm. heads, getting mm-hmm. tattoos. MJ, like, Kurt Cobain, Jesus, man, like took a fucking... <laughs> Yeah. You see that Photoshop picture of like Kurt Cobain and Tupac in a car together? Probably. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds familiar. Funny. <laughs> it's a pretty cool Photoshop. Yeah. I think yeah, those are two mm-hmm. big influences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's it for me. All right. For on. for the on those two. I think I'll and go an honorable uh, mention. Yeah. So I'll go with those four as my like top. But I've also, I've one honorable mention for like okay. after. Yeah. Um this person so a couple of uh I forgot a couple of user submissions. So Jimsta2 on Instagram and I you got replies? Fuck yeah. I got a couple. Yeah, I forgot. Let me try and pull some of these up. Um, Yeah, Jimsta2. Okay, this dude I met at Comic-Con, and actually he does some pretty really good cosplays. He actually cosplayed as Ernie, as in the Juice Juice Bart Ernie, for a couple conventions back in the day, like in the past. So mad mad respect to him, the Power Power Rangers Juice Bart guy. Um, nice. I was like Ernie. Thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Ernie. That's so, hella funny. Yeah. Jim's the two. That's a good one. Yeah. Jim's the two wrote in, and I fully agree. And how I couldn't I totally forgot my initial, my in my initial pass. But Weird Al Yankovic is absolutely one of my childhood heroes. I remember. Yeah, I owned I owned his Running with Scissors album. That's the song that uh, the album that opens with the saga begins. The American Pie Star Wars Episode One uh, song. Yeah, I want to say just. A lot of my childhood heroes are like comedy folks, which I realized was interesting. It's like, I've, you know, because maybe as an only child, I just always needed to amuse myself somehow. You know, I didn't have like I didn't have like siblings to play with or like a lot of cousins around. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of left to my own devices and needed to entertain myself somehow. So why not with the power of laughter? Yeah, Weird Al definitely, I think probably maybe a huge influence on my lifelong love of, of uh, wordplay and puns, which already kind of comes with the territory when you're Filipino. But yeah, as far as yeah, you it takes so? like that dude. Like he works really fucking hard to like write to write all those parodies. I'm sure take a lot of work. Okay. Like I heard I, him talk about his songwriting process once, and I'm like, yeah, no wonder he only comes out with an album every like four years <laughs> or whatever it is. It's strenuous. I yeah. um, couple things. I'm with it. He was like the gateway for me about like. Mm-hmm 
language double entendres mm-hmm. and just like finding synonyms and mm-hmm. like like sounding words and mm-hmm. um cadences especially were mm-hmm. like something that he kind of introduced to me that i became more aware of because of what he was doing yeah rather than like the actual song itself i was yeah. like okay he's matching and like 50 cent did that later with some of his stuff because mm-hmm. he'd, he'd go over other people's beats but that's what, what i kind of learned about like mm-hmm. melodies and cadence was from weird al having yeah mimic, and it takes so. a lot of it takes a lot of talent like to just write and because you know it's not yeah. enough to yeah especially just the 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 rhythm of the words is so important. Mm-hmm. Like freaking YouTube, everybody has a parody of some song, but it just like, it Sometimes just sounds a like, a, it just, yeah. yeah, it sounds like a fifth grader trying to make up some shit to be funny. Right. Right. Like there's and a the reason second, he's the only game in town. Pretty much. Yeah. And, the, and the second thing is, uh, the, the puns, like what is, what do you mean? Like comes with the territory of being Filipino. I think there's like, something, I, there's something about, yeah. If you, if you like go in the Philippine, particularly back in the Philippines, um, okay. like proper, there's just all these businesses that have it's like wordplay like there's just like word like because especially because of sort of the Tagalog English the Taglish episode there's this there's this Filipino spot in uh, LA okay it's called uh good huh Uh it's like g it's like g-o-o-d then h-a uh-huh and that's what it's called like you know it's it's good huh yeah (laughs) like oh my god that always it always kills me Uh because like yeah okay you're right got it yeah, there was a I the thing that I remember the most as a kid, like yeah, there was it was just a stand, like a food stand that sell that sold tapa, which is actually one of my favorite definitely one of my favorite like Filipino like cure in the cured meat uh umbrella that's mm-hmm. up there for me. But they were called it because it's a food stand, so like you just buy it and you go, right? You just take it to go. It was called Tapa Out and the logo was just like tap out, like the exact same font like typeface and font okay. and everything like that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and that's that shit just tickles senior me. senior cc yeah mm-hmm. that okay. just tickles me to no end so thank that's you Jim, the two. weird owl very good and i'll pepper in a couple of other couple of other folks from there yeah and i think i'm mostly at the honorable mentions like the most like deeply influential folks i think i already kind of mm-hmm. spoke to but yeah so if you want to move into the honorable mentions like the folks yeah. that we don't have as much stuff to say that's totally fine too let's mm-hmm. do it yeah okay cool who do you got uh i yeah sure um so i just, I, 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 I just threw in two. Oh, so you did, like, you did. okay no. yeah no worries uh so for me i think yeah kind of in that same sort of comedy sphere uh I, i'll just kind of put them together uh like mike myers and dana carvey was definitely up there for sure like i got really super dana obsessed with carvey, austin powers yeah. but like austin powers and Wayne, yeah Austin, <laughs> austin powers and wayne's world are great but like i think i really and like yeah shrek too obviously but as a comedian i think i really like dana carvey just as an impressionist like so that's been a huge influence yeah. for me too obviously um dude is just yeah bunch of fucking bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. um yeah just his stand-up's actually pretty solid but yeah like it just it's kind of like it's pretty clean it's not super dirty but yeah like his just look him up on youtube and just see all the fucking voices that he does and shit but he is a uh, yeah another bay area well he lived in mill valley for a while so seems like it yeah 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 <laughs> and then um so there's those two for sure master of disguise oh. notwithstanding <laughs> um mike myers is a pretty underrated yeah. uh one also i would say yeah i would say so yeah in terms of like care like really throwing himself into a character like he doesn't really have like a typecast sort of persona as far as comedians go 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like Wayne and Austin Towers are very different, yeah, obviously. And like, fucking. Who do you who do you like better, Wayne or Austin Powers? Because um, like, wow, Wayne good... is pretty f- funny. Yeah, but Austin Powers is pretty hilarious too. That's a really good question. I, mean, I would it's apples say apples and oranges for sure. Yeah, it's an apples and oranges thing, and it kind of suffers by the fact that like Wayne's World Two is not a bad movie, but it's just not Wayne's World One. The first two Austin Powers are still pretty consistently great. Um, yeah, I didn't like yeah. the third one. Yeah, I'll Gold Member really didn't does not age well for me at all. I think I'm gonna have to go with Austin Powers. Mrs. Kensington. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I have bad teeth. It's not mine. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Good comedic timing in yeah. that one. I bet she shags like a minx. <laughs> How do I just explain that is as a result of the, the unfreezing process? I have no well, inner monologue. And Fat Bastard is just like iconic. Oh That's like Cartman yeah. come to life almost. Basically, you know, like, good God, yeah. It's it was it was something else. I remember mm-hmm. being a kid seeing Fat Bastard and just being that like, must have oh, captured that's the your funniest thing that yeah, <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. I was going to school with this kid Dominic who constantly was just like, "Get in my belly." I guess an honorable mention for me. If we're gonna switch, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Lee. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Curse of the Dragon. No, um, yeah, I love The Crow. Um, this is more like when I was more of an like teenager though i got mm-hmm. it like when i got into um theater class and finding like how, how you would uh, portray yourself as a as a character i guess mm-hmm. i saw some interviews with brandon lee and like it was really, very insightful you know like a, it was a millennium version of what he said yeah he like he really actually threw himself into the kind of a shame because well, for those of us who don't know he did pass away as well his pro was like his only serious starring like for acting so like the other movies he was in he was just like in the, it was pretty much you know kind 80s B, 90s B movie martial arts type yeah things, and it right? just wasn't yeah you didn't want to see Brandon Lee do martial arts like he could do it but it wasn't very to me it wasn't believable you wouldn't be able to like not be compared to bruce lee going back to being a subtle with subtleties like there was violence in the crow but like the stuff he actually did was just enough to like show what he was what the movie was about it wasn't like this whole bunch of nonsense and oh no it's about it's, it's, it's kind of like you know it's sort of reverse grief now that i think about it right. it's like what yeah. would it be like to be the person who yeah the person well, he has who an interview has been lost like right, and he has an interview died. where like he talks about that, and mm-hmm. when he gives you his insight, that's kind of what made me a Brandon Lee fan. Was yeah. this interview that it was actually at the end of the Crow City of Angels VHS tape? It was like, uh-huh. oh, exclusive interview with Brandon Lee, and it was a condensed version of this interview that they eventually put on the DVD of the original Crow. Mm-hmm. But it was just him talking about the character and then why he loved the story and why he gave so much into it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he really yeah. does like because I remember being like scared watching that movie, but mm-hmm. I think that just speaks to. Or scared, creeped out, I guess, more than anything. But, but I guess that does just say speak volumes about his performance and you know, yeah, what he put, yeah. what he puts into that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of course, uh, if you yeah, come back just... to life, it's like it's the opposite of fucking ghost, like Patrick Swayze. Like, <laughs> if you come back to life, you're coming back a little nuts, probably. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, like yeah, Jason he, Todd style. <laughs> yeah, and he and he like totally he goes in depth with that interview and um. Uh-huh. It made me appreciate Brandon Lee as a just as an actor and person. Mm-hmm. How old and, is um, he? Did like mid twenties, late twenties? I think he was late 20s? Than Tupac. I think he might be like twenty. Let me see. 
1985 to oh my god wait no no that's not what he wait. was born no yeah i was gonna say because he, he was born in the, he was he was born in dragon the bruce lee story he was 65 65 so he was and then he died in 93 oh so 28 with the with him and the rock like you know they're i'm i've i'm a mixed race person like you know those two are like sure. mixed race people so yeah. that was always kind of like that go, that stuck with me as i got older mm-hmm. but that had nothing to do with why i liked them in the first yeah. place right, on just, some right level now, I'm sure. just, yeah right now it's more of like a like oh cool yeah. like, I, I identify like with those guys mm-hmm. a little bit and and he brandon lee was also born in the bay area so i think most oh, sure. of my guys are like homegrown or homeborn from closer regions mm-hmm. um so yeah those are my those are my role models of mm-hmm. of fame brandon run sorry brandon i had to get that out i had to get yeah. that out of my system i was thinking about that too when you were talking <laughs> about when you were talking about him earlier it's okay brandon it's okay you have any more? Any other? Uh, yeah, a couple of folks. Uh, I mean, this is again speaking of just controversial fucking figures. Like as a kid, I like loved like even Stevens came on the scene. I was like, oh shit, like a Disney show where like the main character it's a boy. Like you know, the main character is like a. So I was like super into Shia LaBeouf. I just remember like as again as far as like I've always gravitated towards comedians, I guess, and yeah, to see like oh this kid's mm-hmm. like not that much doesn't is, doesn't look that much older than me and like. You know, he's just doing crazy stuff and like doing like really slapsticky and, and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. I was just to actually kind of outside of like a sketch setting, obviously. I mean, but then again, like the All That Kids. By the time I was close to the age of the All That Kids, that's when they kind of re like got like a new cast, and I'm like, I don't recognize any of these people. Yeah, like, I remember when yeah. they were doing. So that like that, that didn't do it for me, but when they changed their intro to like a 20s. Yeah, like when like Jamie, when Britney Spears' little white. sister came into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. that, all that. Later, yeah. all that. Okay. Yeah, that, all that. Although Jack DeSena, Jack DeSena was pretty funny. He's the one who did a Randy Quench volunteer fireman. But Josh Server stayed there forever. Too. He was there for. He was like yeah, the, he, he was, was like the Billy. <laughs> yeah, he was the Billy. <laughs> or the Screech. Ear boy. There you go. Fit. Fit. Oh man, I actually I saw a bunch of the, all that cast members at a convention in a nice. L- LA 2015, and like, yeah, there was like they were it's all on the dope. table. It was pretty dope, and like we all like sang the song together and stuff. So that was pretty sick. I forget. I think it was Elisa Reyes, the girl who did a Kiki. It was like mm-hmm. she was always paired with Lori Beth, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she she did the left eye rap, so and she she nailed it pretty good. So nice. Or it was, it was either her or Angelique Bates. Yeah, that first cast was so good. So Chris that, Farley was on that show. He was. Yeah, episode. I mean, he's that, a, he's also one of those influences for me, like yeah. role models, I guess. Yeah. Not the way he lived, but just like his on screen, like his performance, like the, yeah. his talent, like what he what he did for a living was something yeah. that like inspired me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that was gonna that say laugh. there's a con- there's a connection there too with because uh, I was gonna say I think like Keenan and Kel were kind of up there for me too, but mm-hmm. just uh, more for their all that stuff. I didn't watch enough. I didn't really watch a lot of like their actual show. Which was oh, you problem. did. That, I, that's what made me like. Fans I still of them. can for sure. Like now that I've you know I got to use my Paramount Plus membership, but Keenan's pretty yeah. good in that show. Like he's As he's really man. steals. He kind of steals it with that. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of the conniving sort of always trying to like pull off pull off a scheme and shit like yeah. that. But yeah, like cooking with Randy and Mandy is so good. <laughs> I still like the one where like he has a cavity, so he's like stressed oh, out because yeah. he can't get through it because it all hurts too much. And they like pull out his tooth. Actually, Tiffany. T- so Tiffany, my girlfriend, she is like a big. She she likes David Spade mostly because of like Emperor's New Groove, um, but she's never seen okay. a Chris Farley movie. So I'm really curious to show her like Tommy Boy and see how it plays for her. Like that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean it's Tommy Boy definitely like Tommy Boy over Black Sheep. I would say, but 
if you're gonna like intro like gateway yeah. somebody to Chris Farley. Yeah. That's the order it came yeah. out into. He's like, a lot more. I'd say he's more like lovable in that one, or like there's more of an arc for Tommy compared mm -hmm. to uh, compared to Mike. Mike is funny though. Yeah, but he's yeah, it's not as uh, it doesn't hit as hard as yeah. Tommy Boy. Mm -hmm. It's it's a good one. It's a good follow up, but mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah, if they had a third one, it'd be better. Like if they had a third movie they made together, mm -hmm. um, I think Black Sheep would have aged better. That's the first time I heard about Bruce Lee was because uh, because Gary Busey and Black Sheep. <laughs> I got every single one, one of them on my Holy shit, how'd we time that so perfectly? Even with the delay of Zoom <laughs> or delay of uh, Clean Feed and Discord, that was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, and then I have kind of just one more. Yeah, Tommy want wingy. <laughs> yeah. Another, yeah, the the that other podcast I listened to, one of their soundboards is that is correct. <laughs> I had a friend, I had a classmate who would just say that in class anytime, like me or one of my friends got an answer right, like after we raised our hands. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just picturing him taking his shirt off now. <laughs> oh my god, and he does the he shakes his head, yeah. he shakes his head, and puts his finger in his mouth. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta recover from that. In terms of yeah, and a couple cartoon characters come to mind again. I was a kid, and so you know, I think mm. you gotta throw in Arnold Shortman. I was yeah, actually yeah. So I was gonna say like Arnold and Bugs Bunny, like very polar opposites. Yeah. But Arnold's just like kind of a stable, very stable person trying to make sense of his life, like and. I like you know, the episode where to... they like pick they... on him for that. Oh yeah, they tell him like stop <laughs> fucking helping us, and then all their life they they can't make any. They're making all the wrong decisions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He has like a he has like a, a child life crisis <laughs> crisis at that point. Does he like? Yeah, he's like, Grandpa, am I just always telling everybody what to do? Yeah, he doesn't take the news very well at all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's yeah, it takes From a lot to get him back in the game to get him to come back. I'm sure just as a as a profound influence on me, just like SpongeBob SquarePants is up there too. So much so that yeah, I got to tour the Nickelodeon Animation Studio last year, right before COVID actually. So like crazy good oh, timing. And that was, like, a religious experience, man. Like, to see, like, the SpongeBob writer's room and, like, there's this, there's just all of these crazy-ass posts. There's a door with all these post-its of all these just, like, fucked-up drawings of SpongeBob people make, like, that are not, you know, TV family-friendly uh -huh. at all. And it's like, yeah, you guys know. You know like, I respect that shit. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. And then as far as just my, yeah, if we're going with the age cap here, because I really got into them right around when I was 12. Yeah, seventh grade. So I was 12 for a couple of months in seventh grade. <laughs> I want to say like Blink-182 in general, but maybe more so Mark Hoppus in particular, the bass player. Just because I think his song, at, a, at that age, his songs uh, had more of an effect on me or the songs that where he sang the vocals on. So like Adam's song from Off of Enema of the State, which is like their first like serious song that they ever really put out. Because it's about like contemplating suicide and then ultimately not like, you know, realizing like there's you have stuff to live for. Yeah, that definitely was the soundtrack to my just, you know, angsty puberty and whatnot. I was, I'd just have that on a loop while I was mm. blogging bullshit on my Zanga page and what have you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on your man. Friendster? I did not have a Friendster. I only had a Zanga <laughs> and a MySpace. I went from yeah. Zanga to MySpace to Facebook to Tumblr. That's, yeah. Okay. Um, Friendster was from I thought like Friendster was for people my parents' age, from what I understood. That's how my mom was like reconnecting with people from the okay. Philippines. Did you have any like? Are there any secret sauce uh, figures 
I don't want to. That sounds kind of weird. How would how like, would we typify that? Because I feel like all of these people have their respective secret sauce. Um, like what what are you thinking in terms of that? We haven't actually done a secret one that's sauce not in a while. quite. One that's not quite a role model, not but quite a role someone model. that like you you really do enjoy not not being a fan of, but like maybe someone that you look up to more than like you think you did. Then I feel like I should, or yeah, then maybe you feel like you should. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a really good. That's a hard question because I don't have an answer at, oh, okay. like, at the moment. I, I have say, to Jesus. kind of think for a second. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'd have to think on that one for sure. Um, well, in the meantime, let me just re- re- run off of a couple more uh, user. Uh, or whatever yeah. listener listener submissions uh hi me uh on instagram writes in buffy the vampire slayer the sarah michelle geller version uh let's see Vanessa- is there another is there another version yeah, there was, it was a movie first uh with uh actually again so it was a movie in the early 90s starring uh luke perry and buffy was played by christy swanson uh aka vanessa from big daddy yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was called Buffy. It was called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. No idea. And I think the show's kind of like a sequel to it, technically. Oh. Uh, like okay. it takes place in canon, like after that movie. Damn. Yeah. Avi Avi M C U L writes in Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. I'd say always kind of the voice of reason. Really scary when he would raise his voice, dropping that knowledge. He was the Shredder, and okay. uh, he was War yeah. Machine too in the mid '90s Iron Man cartoon. All right, I yeah. That recently. Uncle Phil was a he was a good role model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think Phil. I came to really respect. Like, I would say Mr. Feeny, but I don't think I really, I didn't really come to really understand him or like really appreciate him until I think I got older and started working with like dumbass kids myself. You know, <laughs> ha- I, I appreciate him. <clears> having <throat> it was come more of like a high Sean, school, yeah. Sean I'll... Hunter's in my day, you know, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I had rewatched Boy Meets World like when I was older in high mm-hmm. school, like when I discovered YouTube and shit. So mm-hmm. um, that's when I kind of knew. Me. I was like, "Oh, Mr. Feeney's tight. Mm-hmm. He, he he cares about those kids. He cares about us." Detention, Mr. Matthews. <laughs> Do one to act like two year old. <laughs> yeah, Vanessa Joy says Sailor Mars, not necessarily Sailor Moon, but Sailor Mars. I don't know enough about Sailor Moon to have an opinion about any of the Sailor Scouts. Same. That, that song slapped pretty hard though. Um, I had a uh, I had a VHS of something, mm-hmm. and they played the whole theme song in an advertisement mm-hmm. before the whatever I was. Oh, watching. really? Just the entirety of the it was, of the song? Interesting. It was yeah. They were advertising Sailor Moon to mm-hmm. buy like the tape, but, the, but they ended up playing the whole theme song. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Dragonflies Maximize. Oh my God, Dragonflies! <laughs> Those damn toys were like. Right. Yeah, I fucking well, hated those toys. What was the girl equivalent of that? Because yeah, like there was gendered toys, where it's the same shit where you pull the string. I don't know. Sky dancers. Jesus Christ! How do I remember that? <laughs> Good God! Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, just there toys were. That I, didn't own. I forgot that there were like yeah. girl girl versions, like like the like the talk girl and the talk boy. Yeah, talk girl, talk boy. I think like there were creepy crawlies, and I think there was like a girl version of make your own gummies, just because like mm. girls didn't marketing people didn't think that girls would want a creepy crawly playset themselves i had one of yeah. those and the shit tasted hella bad oh i'm uh, sure it was disgusting yeah just like super off-brand eating gummy a toy, worms man yeah, yeah. you're eating just like silicone mm. edible Pretty silicone yeah. yeah with some powder on it mm-hmm. or like some like chocolate powder that yeah. doesn't taste like oh, chocolate sounds disgusting. Yeah. oh yeah because it was supposed to be like dirt right yeah they were all bugs jj santos writes in uh her favorite 
childhood heroes were uh, Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire and Miranda. Who's Miranda? Miranda was the best friend. She was actually Philip. The actress was Filipino. Oh, her, that was her name. I but forgot. Her, okay. But her character was Mexican because that's she did. There's like they did a whole okay. like Dia de los Muertos. Like a, like the girl from um, Degrassi. Oh, Cassie or Cassie? Degra- Ma- yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Cassie, Manny, Cassie Manny's, Manny, uh, Manny is not Filipino and Degrassi. She's Mexican. Maybe she is. I think she is. I mean, I think I like remember. Canada was probably progressive enough to actually be like, let's let her be actually Filipino. <laughs> yeah, I would hope. I would hope. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't remember very mm-hmm. well. So that about does it, I think, for the the listener submission. So thank y'all for writing in. So that's pretty much it on my end, man. I think. I mean, what's interesting is I think for the most part. I'm able, most of these folks still have, like, you know, pretty soft spot for. I mean, maybe the main, like, outlier is probably, like, Shia LaBeouf just because, like, but I have a lot of empathy for him, too, just because of, like, kind of what he's been through. Like, you know, it's, did you, have you heard, did you hear about uh, his movie Honey Boy? Kind of. Yeah, it's, he was in rehab and, like, basically while he was in rehab, he wrote a movie that's basically based on his childhood experiences as an actor with his dad Mm. being, like, his manager and shit and how, like, abusive his dad was. So, like, it, it all makes sense. It doesn't excuse any of, like, the stuff that he's done, but as far as, like, him w- being willing to put it out there and stuff. Like, I mean, has Charles yeah. LaBeouf even done anything bad? Like, I just always thought he was obnoxious, but I never thought like, he did anything. Like, obnoxious, I think, but I think now there's there are, like, kind of, like, abuse allegations that are coming out and stuff. Like, I'm, oh, I haven't followed it too, okay. too closely. I love me some Holes at the same time. Like, Holes is a good-ass movie. Like, that's, a, that's the kid's... If you don't have three hours to devote to watching the Shawshank Redemption, just watch Holes because it's the same <laughs> shit. It's the same fucking well, movie. Can should we should we be in a should we be able to separate like someone's work from like their, art, their art versus yeah, artist? Like, should we do that? Like, I feel art. like I mean clearly I think there's a lot of folks where I do do that for you know, and I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's a case by case thing. Like I don't necessarily say that you have to do that all the time, but obviously like yeah obviously these aren't people that we know personally or whatever we may have there's this phenomena there's this like psychology concept called like a parasocial relationship but i think that's more yeah that's like when you feel really personally invested in either a public figure or a fictional character and whatnot so i think you really got to just look into what your relationship is with that person and like the work that they've done and what that like what that art has you know like done for you and stuff like Mm. it's certainly i don't have a clear-cut answer for that but it's certainly just a process that i engage more in now what was i watching like yeah it even happens to me with watching stuff like the simpsons like there are certain stuff certain episodes or certain jokes that just don't go off that well for me anymore like and I'm able to be like, okay, like I thought it was funny at the time, but in retrospect, yeah, the whole Apu thing is a little fucked up. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, and to just kind of take that moving forward and just be like, you know what? Yeah, like I'm just going to sort of check out when certain things I'm just going to not, you know, it's not going to do the same thing for me anymore because I'm older and I and I know differently. I don't want to say I know better, but because that's, that's subjective <laughs> for depending mm-hmm. on who you ask, but just knowing yeah just knowing the difference is important i would say and just being willing to have that again because i think that's you know in us trying to just kind of go a little deeper than just sort of shallow blind nostalgia and how kind of sugary and addictive that can be i think that's an important part of the process is just having like an honest kind of honest dialogue like the first ace ventura 
that the first Ace Ventura, for example, I have always thought the second one's funnier. It's just a lot more broader and more cartoony. But the second one, the first one, he's kind of a piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of like transphobic jokes in well, that movie. Yeah, totally. like I like The Rock used to call this one reporter uh, hermaphrodite. He'd like, uh-huh. he'd like, oh, Hermie. Like, oh my god, like seriously. <laughs> Like on live TV, you know, like and uh-huh. and this was only like twenty years ago. Yeah, like it's not well, that's that I mean, the, that and, term was yes, yeah, um, was being thrown around like candy for sure. Like right, and yeah. um, it's pretty tasteless because like yeah. you don't have to do that. Yeah, at all. Like, it, it, like regardless if it's funny or not. Like mm-hmm. you, if I'm not gonna judge someone if they laugh at it because mm-hmm. like at the time everyone fucking laughed at again it's time i'm not gonna gonna call everyone time and place you know right like like i'm gonna call everyone who laughed at it like a bad person like the rock said it so i mean he's like the most successful person on the planet right now yeah and it's still and he still makes jokes like that if you if you really watch him and and you watch what he does he still Mm -hmm. makes like sissy jokes or you know like you need to there is that like that so it's just the vocabulary the vocabulary has changed that's for sure yeah it's like if it's on that level, I mean, if you're going to get upset about that, I think you kind of got to, you have an issue with yourself, but, mm. but like, there's also people who have like murdered people who have great works of art, I guess. So like, do we kind of have to set, are we able to separate mm-hmm. that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, but so yeah, I, I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really interesting point. Cause like then at the same the time, it's like, of this. how can we expect in terms of artists and public figures, like why the fuck should we put them on some sort of higher moral, hold them to some higher moral standard? Like they're clearly right. just as flawed and just as human as a regular person who doesn't have like mm-hmm. a mul- has multiple platinum records or whatever it is, you know? Right. And like that speaks, yeah, to, people's like fixation with like celebrity and what like and yes like yeah maybe you should use your platform if you want to use your if you want to use your platform like it to advocate for things and to champion causes like that more power to you but if you also just want to concentrate on your let your work speak for itself then yeah that's fine too yeah i would say just like as consume like consumers of Consumers of entertainment have such a weird feeling of entitlement to mm. to the to the not only the products but and the properties but the people who bring those products and properties to life. Yeah, I think Star so, Wars is a big Yeah, f- that's like, exactly what I was that, thinking, so. man. Like and that's why like yeah, that's another I think as I was kind of tied back like earlier in this episode Here's how I know like shit's getting more the conversation's getting more real when I start leaning back and I like hold my mic in my lap like this <laughs> and I'm like okay here we are this is where we're kind of really tying all together and I like the direction it's going and this is uh this feels this feels natural this feels yeah. right. <laughs> um but yeah and I'm tying it back to when I was a kid and yeah I was just enjoying and consuming these things on my own and and whatever and how i thought that kind of sucked at the time and i wanted like oh i wish i had people who shared this with who i could share this with but like now that i'm older i feel like i'm still kind of doing that like there are select a very small circle of people who i will talk shop with about certain things or whatever but it's because in go- venturing into like a wider community i'm just like oh, do i really want to like because then it's yeah the 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 landscape is just so there's just so many kind of gopher holes, not even like landmines, but just like areas to kind of trip up and be like, Oh Jesus. Like, that's why I don't 
really interact with with this subset but yeah again like the the Mm. the more negative voices are just the the ones that feel louder even though there's probably more positive voices Mm -hmm. in 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 any given community but just that stuff just pops out more so that's what's that's what's tricky for me about it yeah i i don't know if sometimes people talk about something because they like it or if it's mm-hmm. because there's some something controversial that they need to discuss about it yeah because like and, uh, there's fucking like an opinion like, that we have yeah to have it's about like a pissing it, contest of who has the hotter take and i'm like what the fuck for like, right or or point? who has like the higher moral outlook uh-huh. on uh-huh. a tasteless joke that we all know is tasteless to begin with and it's uh-huh. like who could or, or who can just be the edgiest on... like you know right. who's, yeah who can like just out edge lord the person or whatever <laughs> each other or whatever yeah i i, I hate that term edge lord because it just reminds me of edging you know what edging is right <laughs> yes okay yes. just want to make sure I've just want to make sure like made a lot of jokes about yeah. that over the you know over the years uh-huh. it's funny i, I don't know I, it's hard to as, as far as the nostalgia goes because these are all like nostalgic people that we listed yeah, yeah and, um, these are all kind of like bro you know no surprise to anyone with the exception of like bruce lee like 90s icons but like kind of iconic people to us mm-hmm. at the least you know a lot of that stuff there's mm-hmm. a lot of tasteless stuff in those movies like bruce lee did a lot of you know stuff that or he was put into situations that were exploitive of mm-hmm. like his mm-hmm. culture and whatnot mm-hmm. and like but I still enjoy his part in those things, even if it's bad representation altogether, because mm-hmm. I still respect like his effort and what he did, yeah. what he did and what he does. I don't, but um, and he kind of subverted some of that. Like Cato right. was the valet, but he kicked all the ass. He became like, the reason why you watch the show. It's the Kato, and, we call it the Cato show here. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 that's like and that's different when you when you like transcend like a whole country like it's almost like how pacquiao influenced the philippines like (laughs) it's very similar not not worldwide like bruce lee but he's he's a pretty big big figure Mm -hmm. in in his community so Mm -hmm. i think um you have to like understand like i guess sometimes these things aren't always politically correct as far as how it ages but Mm -hmm. i think a lot of the intent for like early intent because this is like in the 70s mm-hmm. so when you think about that you have to you like you see you have to think about like the time period that it was in and he probably wasn't treated the best and oh absolutely and he not. made and he made that stuff look great and we even see mm-hmm. it now like with um the hollywood story like the quentin tarantino movie where they oh yeah bruce lee and yeah he got a lot of flack for it and yeah. rightfully so but i think like you also have to look at that movie how he's looking at it like as a timepiece maybe this is how people viewed Bruce Lee back then as opposed mm-hmm. to like, we have 40 years to process what he actually said. And did. yeah. And, and Tarantino is not exactly known for his, he's not exactly known for his historical accuracy, nor his cultural sensitivity, but that's right. But, and, but he also lives in that wheelhouse as like, yeah, like exploitation cinema is like, mm-hmm. that's totally fucking, that's his bread and butter. Like where his, his films kind of spring up from in a I lot mean, of ways. I think his stuff depicts like, yeah what he's supposed to rep what he's trying to make the time of his movies represent. the homages and everything and yeah like with that bruce lee thing i think it was a very unique outlook because i think he was doing it from the perspective of people in that time period those white guys of bruce lee <laughs> right yeah. so like they treat him that way and that's what they saw of him yeah Even that, that's not that's not tarantino's view of him that's what he's mm-hmm. showing you of that that time was like that and how they kind of looked yeah. at him he was like bruce lee wasn't that kind of person to the mass public yeah because even when they interview him they talk about like how we train celebrities they just like oh you just want to fight better huh mm-hmm. it's like no it's not about fighting and you know mm-hmm. it, it has all different um he had all different kind of students but it yeah. took it's like jesus he had to die first and then later on the people let it go like tell him how it 
was better or how like they got the message on as time goes yeah, on. The at the moment, he wasn't. <clears throat> he was more of a sh- he causing more of a ruckus than a yeah than a, than admiring him. Yeah, and I'm good. not sure. How, I'm not sure if Bruce. I don't know like the ins and outs of Bruce Lee's life like that. But yeah, it, I'm just drawing parallels. Even to, like, like and you know even as like his you know his daughter Shannon you know his 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 only the only surviving child like. Mm-hmm. tries to really kind of push it you know keep his legacy alive and his philosophy and stuff and like and that's cool it's all good for her but we're still that's still coming from like a secondhand source like we're we're not mm-hmm. hearing you know, the, you know the man himself isn't here to set any sort of record straight and like although yeah like you know even for moments like that there's moments like you know that show warrior like that which i hear you know he kind of got his got his due there because you know that was the idea that was like stolen from him to make Kung Fu and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those types of, there's still room for kind of validation and and things like that. And right. So kind of take, take those, take those W's where you can. And yeah, like with nostalgia, there's like a lot, we, we tend to overlook the whole bodies of work with some of these artists, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can look at someone like Nas, for example, who people only talk about his first album that came out in 94. Yeah. Yeah. And, ignoring that he's had like platinum albums almost every year since every time mm. he's put out one since and mm-hmm. like you know they've done very well and but like oh but it's not automatic or you know it's mm-hmm. not get rich or die trying like for 50 cents so <laughs> right it, that, that also kind of sucks with nostalgia because you you tend to overlook everything else the person did. yeah just the um, first yeah the first album or whatever and it's like what the fuck do you expect dude like i mean an artist is gonna like grow and change unless they do something colossally yeah. shitty or like put out some and even mm. still like the new thing if you don't like the new thing that shouldn't ruin your love that shouldn't ruin the first thing or the old thing for you because that mm. thing is always going to be there like i I detest the phrase like you fucking ruined my childhood or whatever like because it's just so like okay so you're just focusing on how mad you are like just then just stay in that wheelhouse and like it's like your childhood relies on entertainment particularly particularly with like fictional media or whatever Mm -hmm. I'm like hey you know what none of this stuff is real anyway so make up your own damn headcanon like if you like if you don't want to recognize like the sequel trilogy then just don't recognize the sequel trilogy then if you want to pretend that the Star Wars that Star Wars ends with Return of the Jedi, then it ends with then for you it ends with Return of the Jedi, mm. like and just yeah, yeah and just you're take allowed that. to have yeah you could have like an attachment to a part of a of a franchise and not mm-hmm. have to accept the other part like yeah. I'm not the biggest Marvel Universe fan right yeah you and, made that very clear <laughs> and uh, I but I it's because I love the book so much and I felt yeah. like they just kind of quote ruin the books but they didn't ruin the books they had to adapt a lot of the there. yeah they had to do yeah, it they had to adapt it in a way that makes sense for a non-hardcore comic audience it's the reason people like right. my girlfriend like finally saw the movies and they're like oh these are cool like same with same here yeah. same uh-huh. with my girlfriend Did, yeah. who, who like wasn't gonna ever read comics before yeah. that you know like yeah. if I presented like oh you want to you want to watch Captain America from 1991? Let's go watch. Like you know, it's His not. His ears work. are fake. It's great. <laughs> so it, it's um, you have to take both because then it, it just brings more mm-hmm. eyes to something that you like. Whether mm-hmm. it's whether you have like this idea of it being cool or not or yeah. trendy or whatever the fuck, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So if someone tells me their favorite Michael Jackson album is Invincible, I'm not gonna be like you're fucking high. <laughs> like okay, cool. Then your favorite album's in- Invincible. <laughs> like. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and that's okay. Like, not everyone's gonna be educated, nor do they yeah. care to be educated on whatever yeah. you like. At that's nostalgic, or you know, they might just mm-hmm. 
I guess if like if I sent someone something about wrestling and then they mm-hmm. sent me something about Stone Cold Steve Austin, I was <laughs> like, okay, like yeah, I get it. Or if if I send a skater a video of Tony Hawk, it's like, oh, isn't this really cool? I'm like they probably know about fifty other skaters that they yeah, prefer to I watch really, other than yeah, Tony I get really, Hawk. I do so. that with a friend of mine, and he'll show me like all these crazy ass Thrasher people. I'm like, this is cool. Thank you for showing me this. Like, yeah, but mm. I'll still watch a video of. Tony Hawk trying to nail 50 tricks on his 50th birthday, some of which he'll only do. That's the last time he'll ever do that trick for <laughs> for safety right, reasons yeah. and think it's cool. But mm-hmm. so it's just like whatever a person's touchstone is, it's like it's all fucking good. Like, right. Yeah. Just like I think I have a big bone to pick with just like gatekeeping and any like because it's like it just comes off really like hipster, like pretentiously hipster for something mm-hmm. that is mainstream anyway. And like if you're going to be pissed off that it's like that everybody likes it now like i think it's just i don't know just focus on the parts you like about it then just yeah, yeah i mean yeah, i'm all i'm all yeah. for picking things apart and breaking yeah. it down well yeah sure um sure. yeah but like i it's also yeah you have to like you said you have to recognize that people don't give a fuck at the, at the same time for the yeah. most part <laughs> um but like yeah it, but it goes both ways like if you really like something mm-hmm. and someone's talking about it like and then you, you think like you disagree with something you're gonna think oh that's fucking stupid mm-hmm. but yeah like you said you gotta stop uh treating these like the golden calf and like yeah. the movie mm-hmm. and the movie cow like mm-hmm. they're not that it's not that serious they're not a friend to the king of all the monkeys <laughs> that's the only part of that song i know but. but um but i think as far as the role models go they they've the ones i chose at least i, th- I think are always gonna yeah their bodies of work are always gonna have like an influence on mm-hmm. me since i'll never know them personally you know, like all I, all I have is their, is their, their work, what they've done the to work, yeah. to look at and yeah. um, and then hearsay of what they've said in their lives. So mm-hmm. like that, that's enough for me mm-hmm. to keep them as role models. And so unless they do something, unless like well, who's still alive, Barry Bonds is still alive. Unless he does something fucking terrible, like mm-hmm. I like, like I I don't want to list something that's terrible, but yeah, unless he does something that's tragic and unbearable, like Chris yeah. Benoit or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. Then we could talk about him mm-hmm. not being my role model no more. But mm-hmm. it'd be like that episode of uh, Hey Arnold when uh, Eugene <laughs> becomes a badass because uh, yeah, the abdicator is not who he thinks he is. <laughs> or when they who's the 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 coach? Coach that Witten- Arnold, Co- Coach Wittenberg. Yeah, Jim he gets like the yeah, he gets the um the ring out of the quarter machine and mm-hmm. like you don't want to be like that guy. Trust the ball. You got yeah, guys. So trust the ball. Give, him the, give him the ball to Tucker. Pass the ball to Tucker. Uh, yeah, I, I used to watch uh, the Warriors games mm-hmm. and like they give it to Curry. <clears throat> I'd always say that shit like, give mm-hmm. the ball to Tucker. <laughs> people saying, isn't people saying like Blake Griffin or some shit looks exact, looks like Tucker. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I forgot about that guy. So I think it's safe to say that uh, neither of us feel too old for this this particular shit. But you know, no, I was listening all, to some Tupac the other it day. Will, it, it will all depend on... Oh, Jesus, I just lowered my chair. That was so scary. Um, God, my foot hurts now. It's okay. Scuba I, Steve! Uh, damn you! <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so, yeah, I think that'll do it for this edition of Too Old for this... Of uh, Two Old Souls. Uh, my soul kind of hurts on my foot because I just hurt it with my chair. Oh. Um, but, yeah, thanks, thanks, y'all. We'll just put the little promo, promo tag on there so we don't have to say it every single time. But, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah.